Aloha mai nā hoa, mai e launa me mākou ke kime o Kaleo Kauluau i ke ia Polo Kalamu Keo. Aloha everyone, come join us, the Kaleo Kauluau team, on a special bonus episode where we talk story and close out season one of this podcast journey that we've been on. All right. We've gone from Hilo to Hamakua with our right hand facing the mountain in a clockwise direction around this island, this Mokopuni. And now we transition into season two of Kaleo Kaua. But before we do that, we thought we'd decompress after our year-long huoka'i. Joining us on the microphone for the first time today is our behind-the-scenes producer, Bruce Torres-Fisher. Aloha, Bruce. Aloha, Kako. Aloha. It's definitely a change to be in this side of the microphone with the cool kids. You may have heard my voice on social media and on the radio with the Inoa Matters segment, but I'm happy to be here in this special bonus episode, reflecting with both of you and the huaka'i we went on this past year. Although we touched on it briefly in our last episode in Hamakua with Kawila, would you mind telling us about what's in store with Season 2 of Kaleo Kauluau? Sure. First of all, mahalo nui to each and every one of you that have listened to Kaleo Kauluau since it was first released back in January of 2021. To date, we have had 12,200 listens and counting in 42 countries, including Japan, Canada, Aotearoa, and as far away as Papua New Guinea, Russia, Iceland, Ukraine, Puerto Rico, India, and Ireland, with the majority of listeners here in Hawaii. Mahalo also to everyone that has made Season 1 possible, and to those of you who are continuing to do so as we start the production of Season 2. You know who you are. With that said, here's a little bit about Season 2 that will be arriving in the beginning of the Makahiki 2022. So, we spent the last year and the last 24 episodes, with this being the bonus 25th episode, going around the Mokopuni of Hawaii, around Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa as well, with our right hand towards the Mauna. Uh, as Mary Kavena Pukui wrote, to retain knowledge while traveling in that clockwise direction. And as you all know, we heard from many guests who told many mo'olelo and shared their, had their own style and brought their own ikea, whether it was traditional ka'au or mo'olelo or just what they experienced growing up in these places that we cherish on Hawaii. So in season two, we'll be undergoing a slight shift and we'll be looking at cultural practices, the mo'omeheo, the culture, because we believe that the mo'omeheo of Hawaii can inform us as to how we can be better stewards of the land. And since we just heard all of the mo'olelo and all of those 24 episodes from all of the moku and this island, now we can investigate, well, what do people do on the land? How can we take better care of the land? So we'll be starting with practices such as ulana lauhala, lavai apono, traditional sustainable fishing practices, and many other types of cultural practices every month, every malama of 2022. And if you're listening in the future, then this hopefully will be a resource that's there for everyone to hear. So we'll have our main focus on practices and sustainability. And there's another little aspect of season two that we're changing that I wanted to make everyone aware of. Drew had the awesome idea that throughout 2022 that we release episodes based on the Kaulana Mahina on the moon phases that are traditionally viewed through Hawaiian practice. Whether or not you're listening to this podcast in 2021 or some other date in the future, we should definitely be aware of our moon phases and their significance. Drew, 
Would you mind explaining a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, it makes sense, I think, to our podcast team and, and many people that we're associated with that we would actually um, honor and celebrate and utilize this indigenous place-based cultural practice um, of kaulana mahina, which includes the idea of attention to lunar cycles, right? So the calendar is going to be a little bit different. Um, we we put forward um, mahina, the moon, in, in this particular um, way of timekeeping and also paying close attention to our environment through the practice of kilo or keen observation. And um, I think this is something that a lot of us naturally do here in Hawaii anyway, but it makes sense to start to shift our schedules in, in, in our lives and um, our activities and our intentions um, towards this this indigenous system, Kaulana Mahina. So that means for our schedule-wise for our podcast, we will release each new episode at the start of every Hawaiian lunar month or Malama um, when the Hilo moon is visible. And so for a lot of people, the Hilo moon is the is the moon phase or Pohu Mahina that initiates this this cycle every month. And for, you know, some folks refer to the Hilo moon as the new moon, but um, I think what I've learned and mahalo nui to folks like Kalenu Uhiva and Kuukanahele, um, that when we, when you catch a glimpse of the tiny crescent sliver of the moon after the sun has set, following Muku, which is the, the moon which travels with the sun, so it's not visible to us. That kind of sets things into motion. That's the Hilo moon. And because our podcast is, you know, kind of has sprouted out of the, the lands of Hilo, we are also honoring Yay, um, Hilo. Hilo at the same time as the Hilo moon, as this initiator of a cycle. Hmm. So, yeah. That's awesome, Drew. I think it's really cool that we're going to sort of upend the traditional Gregorian calendar. <laughs> and I think our purpose isn't to confuse people. It's that we want to revitalize these traditional practices that really played and continue to play an extremely important role in our life. So the Kaulanda Mahina is definitely something, it's something very important. And I hope that as we release episodes, we can bring awareness to that and have everyone start to incorporate that in their lives a little bit more. Mm -hmm. We should be in the position where we can navigate between these two systems in terms of timekeeping, I think. Yeah, and I know we'll learn a little bit more about this in season two uh, with some of our guests that will appear in the show and we'll learn what uh, what a big role the, the moon has really played here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I, I fondly recall my time in your class, Drew, and actually in your classes. Mm, there were two of them, right? There were. And and it's not like you had to take the class again. No. No, I didn't repeat. <laughs> Although I, I would like to repeat just to take the same class twice because it was super fun. But I did pass everyone. I'm a good student. But I remember that you had us get the Kaulana Mahina, the... What was the name of that book again, Drew? Um, it was Kanani Fraser's Pokemon Olelo Mahina that we use for your Geography of Hawaii class. Yeah, and I recall that you had us make observations and we ran the entire class through the Kaulana Mahina framework. So instead of using the Gregorian system, we followed all the Malama, which have different names and are organized a little bit different than our usual January, February, March, April. Yeah, and those names months. vary as, as 
most many people know those names vary from island to island, right? So what Kaelo is for us, for example, is different on other islands too. And we also, if you recall, instead of basing things on weeks, we based it on, on a hulu, right? So that period of 10 days, about a, th a third of a, a lunar month. Mm -hmm. um, and they have names. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, the first Anahulu, the first 10 days of the Hawaiian lunar month is um, the Anahulu Ho'onui because the Mahina is growing larger and brighter. And then during the Anahulu Poipoi, the second Anahulu or 10 day period of the Hawaiian lunar month, the moon Mahina is at her brightest and roundest, right? Full, a period of full moons. And then there's the Anahulu Ho'emi, the period in which the last 10 days of the Hawaiian lunar month in which the moon Mahina is growing darker and smaller. Mm -hmm. And we won't spill the beans here on what everything that the uh, that Kaulana Mahina encompasses here. We'll save that for season two. So everyone listening can come back and learn more about that. But I recall that you had us write down in our... Moon journals? Moon journals. In our moon journals, all the kilo that we would observe during the week... I also fondly recall our huakai. And I don't think most of our listeners know that Kaleo Kauluau is greatly inspired because of Drew's classes and his famous, he's really famous here at Hasisi and UH for his geography huakai. Almost every weekend of the semester, he'll take students on huakai to all sorts of different places around Hawaii Island. And in fact, Leah and I were van drivers for those huakai, and we had the privilege of going along. And during those times, we'd hear mo'olelo and get to work hands-on on the aina. And when this idea for a podcast to ho'okama aina people with, with the aina here in Hawaii, um, I immediately thought of Drew and his huakai, and I wished that we could bring that to everyone in a podcast format, especially since this was recorded during the time of COVID and we couldn't go in vans and travel to these different places. So we wanted to bring the place to people. Hmm. And it was a little bit, I mean, this podcast has been, been a little bit like that experience of our physical huakai because we've we've gone to these different wahipana and these different places, and we've learned both from the places themselves and also from the Kuba Aina, the people who are from that area too. And so that's how, you know, that's how our podcast worked. And that's how the Huakai back in the day that we used to go on so often um, also operated too. Yeah. And I hope we can go back in those Huakai soon. It looks like things are getting better now. Yeah. It seems like so far, so long ago, but I think I'm the only person that hasn't been in Drew's classes. But uh, I found a way to circumvent that and get my way into these huakai, these famous huakai of Drews, and so that I could uh, share in the experience and build my own relationships with people in place. So um, one way that, that happened was because I got certified to be a van driver and the rest is history. I am very thankful for the opportunity to go and learn and to put my hands in the earth and put my feet in the kai. Being part of Kaleo Kauluau was just another extension of that. So mm. although I wasn't a student in Drew's class, I still got to learn, still got to build relationship and, with Aina and Kai and people and still got to learn Mo'olelo. We got to learn wind names and place names and just so many things. So um, it was still very 
it was still very much an enriching process mm -hmm. for me. Mahalo. Yeah, well, no, mahalo to you guys because you were way more than just van drivers. <laughs> <laughs> Lei and Bruce would, um, you know, were key people on our huaka'i as we traveled around this island. Um, they would not only help with coordinating the events and the huaka'i, helping with my students, um, but they would help lead protocols and also just work super, super hard at the places, right, that we visited. And I think that, I mean, this just reminds me that Season one, I'm, I'm really love season one because of the mo'olala that have been shared and that mm -hmm. we've learned from that. And, you know, kind of make, um, strengthen our connection with places through hearing and remembering those mo'olala. But I think it's important that we're having season two now because it reminds at least me that most of our huaka'i not only involved going to these places and learning these fabulous things about these places, but it also allowed us to enter into a reciprocal relationship with each place by contributing to the life of that place through work, mm -hmm. through hana. And that's not, you know, and so our season two maybe is going to suggest to you folks, our listeners, that there are these ways to take action, like practices, mm -hmm. that now that you, the foundation has been laid um, through the ma'olelo from season one, now action can take place, practices can be perpetuated. Yeah, I think we want to give everyone a little peku to go out there and <laughs> go look up peku in the dictionary. <laughs> Uh, to get out there and, as Lei said, huli kalima ilalo, work on the aina, kako. But yeah, I really do fondly remember those days of huaka'i when we would all get together with students and you, Drew, and you, Lei, and we'd all go and meet. Actually, some of them were our podcast guests over the last year. Mm -hmm. We'd go That's to true. some of those places and get to share time and space with them. And despite the fact that our ability to huaka'i in vans, these places was taken away in 2020 and 2021, I'm so glad that we were able to go on huaka'i with our ears and meet and reconnect with all of those awesome people through Kaleo Kuuluau and to do our best in sharing that experience with the lehu lehu, me'oko, with everyone listening. With that in mind, are you guys ready? I'm going to ask you, <laughs> the two famous hosts of Kaleo Kuuluau, some questions. And if you want, you can ask them back to me, but no need. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number one. And just so all of you listening know, they're staring at me quietly laughing because <laughs> they're really nervous because this is totally unscripted. So what did you think the podcast would be like before we started? And how do you think it turned out over time now that season one is wrapped up? <laughs> They're looking at each <laughs> looking other, at smiling me. and laughing. You were supposed to say, oh, oi. Oh, oh, oi, oh. oh. Microphone oh, okay. difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oi. Okay, so for me, I, I had no idea what to expect. I just thought, this is super cool. I get to spend time with two of my favorite people and learn more from people that we haven't seen in a long time. And to hear their mo'olelo and stuff. So I was just super happy that I would be able to get to be a part of this project. And I had no experience on a podcast. So we looked to our producer to provide guidance. Who's that? <laughs> um, no clue what to do. It's been a very interesting learning experience. But now that season one is over and wrapped up... I can look back and just really mahalo everything that we've 
this whole huakai from Hilo i Hamakua because we've got to spend time with some very interesting people. We've got to learn mo'olelo that I wasn't even personally familiar with. So that was awesome too. And then to hear personal histories of places that are in my backyard. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that I got to be along on this journey with my favorite people. Mikai, mahalo. Drew, your turn now. Um, I would say that, you know, I'm actually not a person who's really listened to podcasts very much in my life so far, but now that's kind of, I'm kind of turned on to them um, because of my participation in this. Yeah. And um, I think that, but also I really think it was an excellent idea to, I mean, in, in, we live in a world of images, I think. And because we were not, because we're kind of depriving our because <laughs> this is just audio only, right? The podcast. Mm -hmm. It's up to our listeners to like create or like generate images in their own minds of these places and the stories um, that are shared. And, you know, of course, our guests are the ones who kind of evoke and elicit those images. Yeah, they paint the picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's kind of interesting that um, we're relying just on the art, Leo, on our voices, right? To transmit and convey these amazing things. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have greater appreciation for this particular method of delivery. And mm. I think it's a really ingenious thing too, um, in a time when this pandemic has prevented us from doing our usual things. Mm -hmm. So, um, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I echo what Lay's sentiments too, right? I mean, I, I didn't know really what to expect very much, but it was an honor to be asked to participate and we have learned so much. And, you know, I think all of us here are on a journey always wanting to learn more. We have that incredible desire to continue learning more and more. And as we learn more, you know, our our relationships with places and our communities and, and ourselves and our ohana, those are just strengthened. I mean, it's such a healthy process. So I feel really good about everything. Kako. Definitely. How about you, Bruce? What are your <laughs> thoughts about that? <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think it really turned out well. I think we're really fortunate to have guests that could share with their Leo and paint a good picture so our audience can connect with these places, even though it's only through audio. So they say pictures can tell a thousand words, so it's a little bit harder to tell a few thousand words in a story with no pictures and just audio. But I think we learned a lot about, or I learned a lot about the format of podcasts because before I had a little bit of experience doing a Hawaiian language podcast called Lohi'ia and then this was a little bit of a departure because on this program we have guests and interview them and have them share their mo'olelo here and I think one of the beautiful things about Kaleo Kuluau is that it's not really scripted people can come and share whatever they want to share about a particular fahi and I think that one of the resounding things was that each guest seemed to enjoy being able to be free to say what they wanted to say and share how they wanted to share without any particular format restrictions. So, and I think that the public also enjoyed that because it came through the leo of each of our guests. So I think that was one thing for me as the producer who sometimes stresses out about everything being on time and having all the equipment running and hoping that 
the audience that's listening can understand and interpret everything and it has a certain flow. I think it was a really good learning experience for me to sort of let go and have that naturally develop. But yeah, I'd say that's one thing. I had certain thoughts when we started, and but I think it really took on a life of its own and developed and took itself where it needs to be. Okay, so another question is, what is something profound that you learned that has impacted you during this process of Kaleo Kauluwa? Your turn, Drew. <clears throat> I can think of a, a couple of things that come quickly to mind, but something that something that's really profound that I maybe I, I felt before, but it's been reinforced um, through the stories that our guests have told, um, particularly certain guests, is that our this landscape in which we all live and work and play is is full of ancestors. Many of our guests have reminded us of that um, and, and pointed out to particular features in the landscape, let's say, and told us, yes, this is this is a particular ancestor. And so and then reminded us maybe to um, express our aloha to the, the ancestors in our landscapes again, mm-hmm. in which we operate on a daily basis. And so I think that's a really profound thing, and I, I'm really grateful for that, Mana'o. Um, and another thing, too, is that some of our guests have shared mo'olalo that talk about places that are no longer the way they once were. Um, they've shared even recent histories of places that have been transformed um, in incredible ways um, through both mm, processes that are human and not human. Yeah. And, um, and I... And I feel, and some of those places I'm familiar with, and I and I feel that same sense. That's been profound for me to just remember the visits. Actually, the people in you guys are, are were with me <laughs> and my students and and some other folks in some of these places that are very very different now um, because of different processes. And so I think that's a very profound thing just for us to remember through the stories that are told and the memories that have been shared. Those special, special places. Yeah, indeed. So I'm the crybaby of the bunch. And um, I think something profound that touched me throughout this season was the emotion and the aloha, the feelings that each respective guest brought with them. Everything that they wanted to convey, whether they knew in advance or didn't, whether they knew as they were speaking, um, I think each guest brought their own ano with them. I felt that each guest, some, so each guest brought their own manao, each guest brought their own mo'olalo, their own um, feelings around the places and stories that they shared. And to me, watching Although this is a podcast and it's only our voices that are being shared with everyone, um, we three here in the studio, whichever studio it might be with our, along with our guests, we get to actually see the people as they're sharing. And I those visibly in my memories, that's something that I'm going to keep with me. And... Um, all of the appreciation that they have, the pride that they have. Uh, I, I just really mahalo being able to see. So when our listeners are out there and imagining their own 
versions of these mo'olelo in their, in, you know, in their mind, in your minds, um, just try to also imagine the feelings that are there. Yeah, definitely. I think that was very beautiful to witness those emotions. And for me, along that same line, I think one important thing was that I witnessed that there are still people today in this increasingly, I guess I, I'll say globalized world that's digitally connected through social media and many of us are on our phones. It was impactful to see that there were people out there that still have these connections to the aina and we're not just connected to our phones or through the screens or connected only to the thought of embracing this place we call home and its lands and its stories because sometimes we can be in love with a thought but in practice it's not always the case and so it was really nice to see these people that feel that to their core and they as you said they're proud. They have so many memories and they really cherish the place that they come from and they live. I think it's actually a little bit ironic since this is a podcast that's being put out there through a digital platform that we're trying to inspire people who live here to have those same connections. So I hope we can use the thing that sometimes might be a barrier for us to connect to place as a tool to enable us to unplug and get in touch and have those feelings for the place that we live. Can I also add to that? Um, we mentioned earlier, well, you mentioned earlier about the the breadth of this program and how far reaching it is. That's also something I w had not anticipated. Oh, yeah, that was a total surprise. <laughs> I thought I'll be happy if 100 people listen to all of our episodes or 10 people. Yeah, so to imagine that somebody across the planet is listening to these voices and hearing these stories and then wondering from their perspective what this all means. I don't know how they found us, but we're thankful and mm -hmm. we're we're hoping we're happy that um these mo'olelo are being shared beyond our shores because we are all of this honua, right? So um that was also <laughs> that was also surprising to me is to see that there would be interest in this type of, in this kind of mana'o outside of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, it, on, on the one hand, it does seem kind of surprising. And, and, I, and I wondered like how someone on the other side of the world can relate to what is being shared through our podcast series. But at the same time, I think it's the stories. I mean, everywhere, every culture, every place in the world mm -hmm. depends on stories to transmit to convey cultural knowledge and like appreciation of place and like how to interact with your home and how to behave i mean that's the stories mm -hmm. provide that and i think a lot of people can you know kind of relate to the storytelling you know method i guess yeah there's definitely some ike some important knowledge encoded in these stories and mm -hmm. sometimes we refer, refer to them as myths but i personally don't like that word. I think they're, they're true in their own respect and there's definitely truths that we can see inside of them. But yeah, as far as the Surprise International audience and aloha to all of you who are outside of Hawaii listening right now, um, I hope that it inspires them to feel the same about where they live right now as well. 
and to seek out those mo'olelo. Mm-hmm. And I think everywhere in the world, people um, want that connection with place. They want the connection with the land, with the earth. I think that's a universal sentiment. And yeah, like you were describing before, Bruce, I mean, we're, you know, there's a lot of things that serve to detach us from our places and our respective aina, but um, I think that's just something that everywhere, everyone in the world is, you know, realizing that they want and need and, and yeah, there's a connection there. You can first take off your shoes and feel the aina with your feet. Mm-hmm. That's one step. And to all of our listeners, don't be afraid to say hi. You can contact us on social media and tell us what you feel and what you think when you're listening. And we it just brings joy to us to know that you're out there listening and to hear from all of you and hear the positive comments. So feel free to contact us, even if it's just to say hi and share your manao, share what you're thinking. And another question from the dynamic duo. Since we're talking about... As you mentioned, Drew, some of the challenges about reconnecting. What are some, what's the most challenging part and also the most fun part of producing Kaleo Kuluwao? Because I know it just comes out as a podcast to everyone and you download and you listen to it, but actually a lot of hours go into it. And Kaleo Kaleo Kuluwao has, I think I can speak for all of us in saying that it's become a part of our lives because I know the three of us and everyone else who helps make this possible has all of their kuleana, all of their responsibilities and duties for both personal and for their professional lives. But it actually takes many hours to just produce a half an hour or a one hour episode. There's a lot of planning and paperwork and setting up and editing and scripting and all sorts of things that go into it. All of our roles, I think, overlap, but some of us have different kulihana too. And I wanted to ask both of you, what's one somewhat challenging thing and what's like the most fun part of your of your kulihana here at Kaleo Kauluau? Um, It's kind of interesting that you asked that question, Bruce, because can I suggest something that is both of those two things? Sure. That's <laughs> very creative. At the same time, it's challenging and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be that we really don't know what, and how our guests are going to share in most cases, right? Because as you know, we were saying before, every guest maybe kind of interprets our request in different ways. And mm-hmm. maybe, you know, what even sharing mo'olalo means. I think people have really different ideas about that. And it's totally cool that we have this diversity of responses. But so we don't really know. So we have to be in this position where we're, <laughs> we're like ready for anything and ready to respond in, you know, in a way that we're not, you know, really sure how we're going to do it. So, (laughs) and that's actually like really, it's a really good lesson in Mm -hmm. flexibility and openness. And um, so it is fun, but it's a little bit of a challenge not knowing what's Mm going to happen, but it's good. Everyone should be in that position where they don't know what's going to happen. And then it happens. And and then then it's awesome. (laughs) And then it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with Drew. Um, that is definitely falls on both sides of the, of the line there. Um, and since we were new to this type of format, we didn't know what to expect. So I imagine that our listeners can kind of see that 
it might have changed from our very first episode. We've grown, we've learned mm, all the way true. to our next mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, f- our final. So you've come along with us as we've all grown and it, it's been it's been so fun. Mm-hmm. Another question. What's a moment during season one that made you laugh? I'll start with mine. And that's doing the editing and being in the studio with you guys because the audience really misses out because we have a whole ton of funny bloopers. And I won't do it to to Drew and Lay, but I thought about putting all the bloopers in this episode and making a compilation of all the laughs and funny noises and and goofy mess-ups that we make while recording the intro and the outro to Kaleo Kouluau. But being with you two guys is something that always makes me laugh every episode Aww. and here and then i i'm at home or on my computer editing the episode yeah and i start <laughs> randomly laughing because of all the funny stuff that you guys say and we say during the recording mm. yeah someday i need to make an outtake episode mm. well Please we don't. mahalo you for not <laughs> including those <laughs> I know there are a couple things that got slid into the episode that I, I, I know I asked to be taken out, but it's okay. No, we have a good time. We have a lot of fun oh, yes. when we're together. Choke, good fun we get. <laughs> oh, so the question was... Do you guys have a moment? Funny. I just... To me, it's not so much a funny moment, but just sometimes our guests are... Um, they have some of them have such. Uh, I'll just say that some of our guests have these larger than life personalities, and just sitting down talking story prior to the actual recording, and then again after sometimes, um, just like Bruce was mentioning, you know, there, there's there's all these bloopers that happen, but um, sometimes when we are not recording, you just have such great good fun laughs and stuff like that so it it, again it takes me back to all the different guests that we have and and just you know the time that we launa with them and share with them beyond each episode it's uh especially during covid and not being able to see people one of our guests we were the first person that they saw in I don't know how many weeks. So they're like, "Oh my gosh, people!" I think that was a case. The, the, I think that was the case for a few people. Yeah. Yeah. So even just the 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 moments of spending time together and sharing laughter and sharing ike was just really great and beneficial for my sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I had to edit all of that out. Ah. But I think we should make a podcast someday that's two or three hours long because, as you mentioned, Lee, um, there's a lot of good laughs. There are a lot of good laughs and ike that happened before as we talk story before the episode starts being recorded and after, and then there are all the outtakes. And there's a lot of good stuff, but for right now, we're sort of on a time limit. But I think we could have another podcast series where we just go on hours and hours and just talk and talk. <laughs> that would be really fun. Okay, final question. What do you hope people take away from listening to Kaleo Kauluau? And what are your hopes for season two? Um, I think like maybe what I, okay, like, like I maybe referenced before, I think that I would really like our listeners to take away from these stories these mo'olelo that they've heard all season long, 
um, their own interpretations and their own um, connections to their respective communities and places and the, and their own set of stories too and strengthen that healing or that relationship with their communities and yeah hopes for season two what i would like to see happen with season two is that people would appreciate not only the fact that there are these amazing cultural practices that are of hawaii island um that are also sustainable and so that's of course key to you know our our survival as an island community and as a planet um those that important ike that's embedded in what we hear about those practices but also that it's important to recognize that they continue today right even if maybe they're traditional or ancient cultural practices they are 21st century phenomena they're practices that people still do today and um there's no need for us to talk as if these things only occurred in the past Cool. Yeah. I definitely support what Drew just said. And um, something that I hope that our audience will take away from this is that learning about your place, learning the history of your place, whether you're Kanaka Oivi or not, if you've been here for your family has been here for generations or you just moved here last week. Um, learning about the places that you're going to be in or that you have been in. It doesn't have to be a boring process. It doesn't have to be a arduous task. As, as we've shown through this podcast, you can have good fun and it can be a half an hour and you can just absorb so much in a little, little bit of time. And I'm hoping that if anything, this podcast inspires people to go out and learn more about their places and their stories from wherever they live in the islands or beyond, like Drew mentioned, even if it's uh, somewhere else, some other country, because we, we all have these kinds of connections. And and something that was inspiring is um, that a friend of ours mentioned she is interested in finding a way to do something similar to Kaleo Kauluau on her mokupuni of O'ahu. And I thought that was amazing because... Mm-hmm. I would love to hear everybody's moku by moku breakdown of mo'olelo. I, I, I would love to see that. Go do that, please. Somebody do that. And then invite us to listen in because um, I would love to see that happen. I, I want to learn. I want to be able to listen to other people of those places share their mm-hmm. mana'o. And <laughs> I think that's super exciting if that can be done. Definitely. And I think my hopes for season two... After learning through season one and, and kind of getting a better feel, I feel a little bit more comfortable and, and more um, less nervous. <laughs> We're always nervous. <laughs> I think my hope for season two, definitely everything that Drew mentioned. For season two, I am very excited to hear more about the Hana of these places. And like Drew mentioned, it's not something of the past. These things are very real, very alive, very um, a, a part of daily life for many ohana out there. And maybe certain practices are not as prevalent, but that in no way means that they're no longer being carried on. And Bruce, what are your thoughts about those two questions that you actually made into one question? <laughs> <laughs> Key well, takeaway. <laughs> I kako. I fully support everything that both of you just said. And uh, so as far as season one goes, 
We went around the island once. We stopped at four places in each moku. We had 24 episodes and 24 unique, different mo'olelo um, that each taught us something different. And the truth be told, we could go around the island like 20 more times, a hundred, a thousand more times mm-hmm. because there are so, 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 so many mo'olelo out there that have been recorded and that are being made that can be shared on, that can be shared with everyone, but it's almost impossible to do that. So I hope that season one, since we're going to shift our focus, we're not going to go around for 999 more times, although I would like to. I hope it inspires people to dig deeper because we've only touched our big toe in a vast ocean of material and mo'olelo and knowledge and information about this place we live. And there's just so much. There's so many resources, primary resources. There's so many mo'olelo in Olelo Hawaii and their thing material that have been translated that is literally at our fingertips these days and there's no excuse that if we're interested, we can just go and it's pretty much all online or it might sound a little bit antiquated now, but we could go to a library and get books too and you can spend time with the place. Good point. Um, But there's a lot of information out there and there's so much more to learn and I hope that season one inspires people to go and learn for themselves. As far as season two goes, I hope it makes people want to be on the aina more and really think more about how we live impacts where we live. I also hope it inspires people to think of Hawaiian culture as a living, breathing, evolving entity that both has ancient roots and that is going to go into the future and continue onwards forever. Forever. And ever. <laughs> so that's what I think. And do either of you have any more manao? That was our last question. I don't know if this is a good time to say it, but there is, um, there is. I mean, actually, now I'm flooded with memories of profound moments during this past year. Um, and one that comes to mind is that so some of our guests have not only like you know told stories, you know, in a conventional way or not, um, but. Some of our guests have also chanted. Um, some of one of them has brought her pahu with her, and um, accompanied Amele with her pahu. And um, we had we had one of our guests share a poem that she had written too. And in that poem, she was kind of responding to a question that a young girl had had about maybe the reality of what is what a mo'olelo is or what is contained in a mo'olelo, a little bit like what you were talking mm-hmm. about before, Bruce. And I just, I think that that's a really important thought um, for me to be left with too, is that, that that question about what is real, right? That that was the nature of her mm-hmm. poem. Go and, listen to Ku'ule Keakealani's episode for the poem and also to Kikuhi's episode where she brought her, what did she say? Friendly neighborhood pahu. Yeah, her friendly neighborhood pahu. Mm. Call my continue on true. No, no, no. That was, I just wanted to share that, and that not only did people tell stories um, that were beautiful in every possible way, but they also um, they also shared their manao in other ways too, and their 
their knowledge and express themselves in a variety of ways. But I think that that poem, you know, is a particularly important thing for all of our podcast listeners to maybe take a listen to. I think that speaks to the vulnerability of each of our guests that they come in and they expose their themselves for all of us and share of themselves. And, and that's, that's something you cannot, you cannot quantify that. And I mahalo that, especially from, from each and every guest mm-hmm. that they, they were willing to come and share with everyone. Yeah. Mahalo for sharing your vulnerabilities with us. Yeah, it's funny how many of our guests, like before we recorded with them, they said that they were like nervous or scared or anxious and they didn't need to be. No. I mean, but of course, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We're all all nervous. Well, actually not me because I get to sit inside and run the audio equipment and I hope this episode comes out good because I'm multitasking. And yeah, so I just prod everyone and tell them not to be nervous in the sidelines, but. It's different when you're sitting in front of the microphone. All of a sudden, you can't think. The ever-invasive microphone. The ever-invasive microphone. I'm the sound guy, and I invade everyone's personal space with the microphone. (laughs) So it's easy for me to say, oh, don't be nervous. But yeah, I'm nervous right now since I'm in front of the microphone. And I want to mahalo, mahalo ya olua, the two fabulous co-hosts, the dynamic duo of Kaleo Kouluo for putting in all the hard work and being here with the guests and representing with your leo. So mahalo nui ya olua for all that you do. Mm. We appreciate you too, Bruce. I mean, you you make it happen in the end. So I'm the behind the scenes menehune. <laughs> no, we mahalo you, especially for making us all sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of time goes into that. So mahalo for that too. Yeah. Well, thank you to both of you for agreeing to do this episode 25 because we're only supposed to have 24 episodes, but we decided to do this bonus punny closing episode. I have a mana'o. I'm going to forget. I had one more mana'o about um, something that was surprising to me during this podcast is the people that have come up to me, people that I have never met before, um, and to tell us that they're fans of the show um and i have to admit that i kind of fangirl out when i see people who are following us on social media um because um in my mind i i want to learn from them and i want to you know get to know them more and and here they are listening to our little podcast and giving such kind words of encouragement and sending their mahalos i get we get emails we get comments on our social media and and we just mahalo everybody that's listening we get comments on our blog and everybody has been so amazing everybody's been really really uh wonderful and yeah. sharing and supportive and providing mm-hmm. such great mana'o from the time we began all the way till now and i just really wanted to say Mahalo to all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mahalo nui to all of you. Yes, indeed. Mahalo to everyone listening in. And don't forget to stay tuned for season two of Kaleo Kauluo. And also, feel free to check out our social media. And please go listen to We Know Matters so I don't feel so lonely over there. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and of course on our blog at hilo.hawaii.edu slash uluwau. 
Absolutely. And don't forget that you can find story maps to follow along with each and every episode of season one. Mahalo nui ya olua for having me in this episode of Pani to informally close out our very first season of Kaleo Kauluau. It was lovely being on this side of the microphone with you too. Maybe slightly nerve wracking, but lovely nonetheless. And now I have to listen to my own voice as I edit this program. Mahalo for being on our side. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah. Mahalo for lending your own Leo to this podcast. <laughs> Mahalo Finally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mahalo hey. Nui. Yeah, we all appreciate each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love fest. Ahui ho, aloha. Aloha. Ahui ho. Aloha.